Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, Twitter? Thanks for tuning in to Belly Up Fantasy Live. There's three of us on right now. We're waiting on Billy, uh, but it shouldn't be too long. We'll carry away with you guys, and uh, we'll see you all in a second. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? How are y'all doing tonight? Ryan, Tom, Belly Up Fantasy Live on this Wednesday, getting ready for week seven. Uh, Ryan, Tom, how are y'all doing tonight, guys? Hey, man. Yeah, man. I'm loving the intro. Marco, it was a stick. It was a <laughs> stick that did it on a lake. Yo, I'm ready for this. It's Wednesday. That means football's tomorrow. No missing a Thursday night game this week. We didn't have a Tuesday night game. None of that. We are ready for football tomorrow uh, and then a full slate of games on Sunday, Monday, as per usual again. Man, how about the double headers that are going on on Mondays? That, like, I can get down with that, right? Yeah, I'm liking it. Being an East Coast guy, I love that 5 o'clock game because I can actually be awake for the whole thing. Start <laughs> times, I'm dying at the end. Man, Ryan, let's hit him with the intro. I'm waiting for it right now. I'm looking at the screen. I see your icon right there. Oh, Boom. all right. Here we go, guys. It's week seven, and we're on to some big games. The fantasy implications are insane. So like Manscaped <laughs> does for your downstairs brain, let's cut through the mess and avoid all the pain. Will CMC or MT, or MT ever come back to play? What will Tom's letter board have on display? These answers and more are revealing today. The best part of it all, you don't have to pay. You gotta, you just gotta listen or follow or watch or go buy some Manscaped gear and treat your crotch. So fire up your cigars and watch your scotch, Tom, because the advice we bestow is always top notch. Belly Up Fantasy Live, you know this is your place. And we are here to conquer this championship race. When it comes to fantasy, we're always we always set the pace. To conclude, we'd like to leave you with this. Fuck it. Fuck Adam Gase. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Guys. Oh, Ryan, that was too good, man. That was too good. I definitely golly, man. Everyone who's watching, y'all go subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. 
um, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. This is a podcast that is now sponsored by Manscaped. Um, what do you call a guy's best friend? You already know this. A testy's besties, of course. Guys, girls, Halloween is right around the corner, and you don't want to spook anyone out with your scary bush, right? Our friends at Manscaped want to help you make your boys or girls, whatever you want to call them, downstairs clean for your best friends and their own. Manscaped is the number one below the waist grooming and, and offers a precision engineered tool for your family jewels. Rawr! You might be Chewbacca, Bigfoot, or a hairy bear. But what's under the costume is what really matters. Okay, guys? So make sure you take care of that. Get with Manscaped. Use the promo code BELLYUP. Oh, we got Billy the Dragon in here now. We got the full crew in the house. What's up, Billy? Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry about that. A little technical difficulties to start the evening. Man, that's okay. I know you're pretty excited about Love Bell getting uh, signed by the Chiefs. So, you know, green big, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just going to kick us off right into this first Thursday night game, guys. There's really not a lot to talk about this NFC East division. Tom, I'm sure you're going to elaborate on a little bit, but the one in five New York Giants against the one four and one Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, take a sip, Tom. I told you just pump the brakes on the scotch for the night, right? Yeah. <laughs> the over under of this is 43 points. I mean, Philadelphia is giving up close to 29 points per game, and New York's giving up 25 points. I mean, they're giving up massive yards, close to 400 on both teams. You got Danny Dimes. You got Carson Wentz. The real thing, like Tom was, I mean, obviously y'all who are watching don't know, but Tom is really in tune with the NFC East as well because he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. But this whole division is ridden with injuries, and like it's more so talking about the injuries than the actual players in this division. But we'll talk about Danny Dimes and Carson Wentz. Golly, both quote-unquote franchise quarterbacks, right? Both their QBRs are under 75 with Carson Wentz at a 53. Um, the bright spots in this game for me, though, and now I'll make it really short and sweet because I want to hear what y'all have to say, is Darius Slayton, Ryan, your guy, Devonta Freeman, a blast from the past, and then Evan Ingram. I'm going to go to Evan Ingram right now because right now he's the tight end one, right? Um, he's ran a whole bunch of routes. He's targeted all sorts of days in the end zone. And Philadelphia against the tight end is the fourth worst. So if Ingram, right, like as we always say, can stay healthy, he should eat. Slayton should have a good game. Freeman should have a good game. I really don't know what else to say about this, Billy. Um, who do you want to take in this game? Who do you have any cool notes about? Uh, you know, I think the Eagles take this game, and I think they take it kind of handedly. Um, they don't have a whole lot going on well right now, but the chance that Rieger's back and the Giants are just struggling in every aspect outside of Darius Slate right now. No running game. I think they'll struggle to keep up with the Eagles. Um, Miles Sanders, I mean, he's he's producing, but he's kind of been big play uh, dependent lately. He's had a couple really long runs. Otherwise, his, his numbers aren't really all that impressive. And, and uh, Wentz has kind of been the bright spot, but uh, both teams – uh, kind of banged up in some spots, um, uh, Eagles especially. Um, but, uh, you know, no tight ends for them. Richard Rodgers, I believe, getting a start against the, uh, the Giants defense. Pretty good against tight ends. So uh, th this could shape up to be a pretty low-scoring game, actually. Don't forget, Billy, Miles Sanders is out this week. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, Boston, Boston Scott season. Boston Scott season. Everyone right, ready to I mean, put their fab on him again? 
Well, look, here's the thing, man. Scott didn't impress that much whenever uh, Sanders was out first. And it's not like – I don't see this – I'm going to avoid this game. I do like uh, Tom's man, Fulgham, his man crush, uh, just because he seems to somehow perform no matter what happens. For the same reason, I might look at Ward a little bit because I think they're just – they're not going to be able to run the ball very well. But I don't really want a big chunk of this game really in any way. Again, give me a little Fulgham, but I, I love Slayton, obviously, but – I think he's a little big play dependent in this game. I, I don't know if I'm really going to be all over any of these people on DFS. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as Darius Slayton goes, I think that you might see an issue with Darius Slay. Slay has kept guys in check more or less throughout the season. He's let up some plays here and there, but um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I don't think he's let up a touchdown uh, yet this season. So could create an issue for Slayton. Um, as far as the Eagles, I mean, like you said, banged up, banged up, banged up. They're missing nine out of 11 starters on offense. Um, but this is also a team that over the last two weeks against the number one and number two, uh, as far as scoring goes, defenses in Pittsburgh and Baltimore have put up 57 points. So even without you know a full supporting cast, Wentz and Kelsey and whoever else is on the field with them, are putting up points. So uh, that's where Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, uh, and even Richard Rodgers, I, I think, could be a cheap option in um, you know some daily fantasy or if you're really just for some reason you're in drastic need for a tight end uh, you know, in a deep league, could be a decent option because he will get touches um, just based on not having anybody else out on the field. Tom, Ryan, Billy, I want you all to look at this. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong one. Here we go. Slayton matched up on Slay. Not going to have a good game. Can we – I saw this on Twitter. Don't know who it was. It might have been TJ King over at FF Confidential that said this. But let's coin this as well. If Darius Slayton has a great game against Darius Slay, can we change the nickname to Big Play Slay? Can, can this be the Big Play Slay game of the week, right? Whoever ends up dominating gets the nickname. Can we do that? I'm, I'm not bad at it. I think that you have to look at the other two posts being there too, though. Tom, I really don't have too much more. I'm pretty sure we pretty much touched everything we really could on this game. Not We're wrong. About this one though, this one should be pretty fun. Yeah, Carolina going into New Orleans. Carolina three and three. Surprisingly, Teddy Bridgewater playing pretty well on this team. Uh, and New Orleans three and two. Over under fifty one points. Ah, this one's a little tight. Uh, I'm going to slam the over. I got to do it. got to do it. Right? Um, I mean, let's be honest. New Orleans' fourth worst defense against the quarterback. Um, Teddy Bridgewater playing pretty well this season, right? And I think you guys saw the post I made the other day about him. I mean, he is – I'm going to have a Josh Jacobs one coming tomorrow morning. Just you wait. I can't wait. But just a couple quick stats here on uh, Teddy Bridgewater because – it's Teddy Bridgewater season. He has more passing yards than Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, a higher completion percentage than Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, a higher passer rating than Lamar Jackson, more yards per attempt than Patrick Mahomes. He is second in completion percentage and fifth in passing yards. Albeit that's of October 17th here, but it's not a big difference between now and then. This is a guy that is outplaying all expectations I mean, you guys were absolutely dumping on Bridgewater going into the season. I've been all over it. 
give me Teddy. He's playing out of his mind, especially against a defense that is put, giving up points against quarterbacks. You know, uh, golly, Teddy in that offense is pretty cool with, with Matt Rule. You got to like the Texas guys, though, right? One of the Texas guys I want to talk about, you got to give the juice to him, right? He's got elite wide receiver one volume. We're talking about Robbie Anderson. New Orleans giving up 25 points per game uh, to wide receivers. They're the 14th worst against the wide receivers. And Robbie Anderson's out there for almost 50, 50 snaps per game. Currently the wide receiver six with 103 points. Last week had a little bit of dip, 11.7 points. Still not bad, but like I mentioned, guys, the volume. He's getting almost nine targets per game. I mean, golly, you got to like that, right? Yeah, CMC's been out, and he's been feasting from it, but you got to think that Matt Rule and Robbie Anderson know each other, right? Temple, Texas, right? I like him. The cornerbacks for Cincinnati, or for uh, New Orleans are really good, though, right? You got They've got a 3.5 unit grade overall. You got Lattimore, you got Jenkins, Jackrabbit Jenkins, who has been beat, um, but hopefully Anderson does do a little bit something to him. On the opposite side of this, though, I'm looking at the Panthers linebackers, though. 1.1 unit grade. Shaq Thompson, Tahir Whitehead, and Jeremy Chin, AK-47. Alvin Kamara is going to feast, obviously. We're all starting him. That's no doubt in my mind. But I got to just touch on it. The running back one, um, I'm pretty sure at least one of you guys had Alvin Kamara higher than I did this year. And he is the running back one. No more from me about Alvin Kamara. So, <laughs> Billy... Alvin Kamara is actually outpacing Fisher McCaffrey to this point from last season's total. So, I mean, he's putting together a great season. I actually like uh, both running backs for the Saints against the Panthers. We're going to keep picking on the Panthers' defense. They, they've allowed, uh, you know, two-headed monsters to tear them up uh, this season, last season, and before. So we're going to stick with that. And uh, this is the best matchup that, uh, that um, Ian Thomas is going to get for the Panthers. So he doesn't do something this week. We got to jump off this bandwagon, guys. He's got to pull through for us. We mention him every week. He's had several good matchups, uh, so I, I kind of like him this week. And I think Robbie Anderson, he's going to be that guy to lean on. This game's going to there's going to be some points. Divisional matchup. Both teams need the win for jockeying for position here. So uh, I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a good day, and I think Robbie Anderson gets loose for one. Yeah, I just honestly, guys, I'm not sure I agree with a, a lot of that. I, everything to me honestly depends on Michael Thomas because now they're saying he has a hamstring issue again. So is he going to play? Because if Michael Thomas plays, I'll take the over and I'll get in on this game because I think he makes life easier for everybody, especially Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is going to benefit quite a bit from Michael Thomas being here. But Breeze has arm concerns that I can't get over yet. I don't like what I've seen as far as his down-the-field play has gone. Um, with Carolina – Look, I get it. Bridgewater is an excellent tournament play at the moment, but I don't – I still don't think he's a legit fantasy option on a week-in, week-out basis, even though I know he has been so far. I just don't think he's going to continue to be. Uh, I think eventually teams are going to figure him out more. He's been exceptional. i got to give the man credit where credit is due, but I, I don't want to uh, – again, I think there's other matchups this week I prefer. Obviously, you start your studs in this game, but – uh, as far as DFS goes, I'm not 100% certain I want any of this either. Unless MT plays, then give me some some exposure to this because it will be high scoring if, if that's the case. Well, I guess that moves us on to Buffalo and the freaking Jets. So, um, 
because they're playing Buffalo, I don't think we can skip them because they do suck, but Buffalo has so many good options. Uh, I just put, oh, my God, uh, Josh Allen, Diggs, John Brown. Is John Brown all the way healthy? I almost don't care. I think I want him in this. I will not touch the Giants, uh, the Jets. This game is already over before it started. It's going to be a blowout, and that's the only concern with guys like Allen and Diggs because I don't trust any of the running backs for Buffalo if they're just going to put this game away. Uh, Singletary, Moss. So hope that the Jets can somehow – maybe find a way to score a touchdown uh, or hope that Josh Allen can destroy so much in two quarters that you don't need him for the rest of the game. Tom, what are you looking at? So I'm going to keep this short and sweet because it's the Jets and we don't want to get into this. (laughs) Jets players, don't do it. Anybody from Buffalo, play them. Chris? Smokey Brown is my only pick. Maybe Crowder, but Smokey Brown, Pierre Desir, Bless Austin, and Brian Poole, come on, guys. A Jets cornerback unit grade of point one, point one. Smokey Brown, a piece like Ryan said, all the wide receivers for Buffalo, fire them up, baby. But, yeah, I'm done with this game, right? Yeah, same here. Start the Bills defense. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Fair enough. <laughs> Best fantasy advice from this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Start of the week. Lock it in. That'll bring us into the next game. A little more exciting matchup here, at least on the fantasy side of things. We've got the Cleveland Browns coming off the ass-whipping from the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, visiting the Cincinnati Bengals, over under a 50 in this one. I like the over. I think there's going to be points. Uh, Both defenses are vulnerable, and uh, both teams need to win. Uh, Cleveland's going to be looking to make a point. I mean, they're coming off a 38-7 loss. It's a good matchup for Kareem Hunt. I mean, uh, the – uh, uh, is he healthy, though? He's got a, a groin injury going on. I keep seeing a little bit about it. Could be an Austin Hooper sighting this week. Uh, the uh, Bengals have been vulnerable to the tight end. I'm starting Boyd, Higgins, A.J. Green uh, against Cleveland, the fourth most points of wide receivers. And right now it looks like Higgins is the wide receiver to have, even though A.J. Green got going. He's a guy really eating up a majority of the targets, and he's leading the team in snaps. And it bodes well for Burrow, obviously, in this matchup. And uh, with Mixon nursing a foot injury, uh, you really had to have a guy – um, he had the backup there. Uh, geez, Louise, I can't think of his name, but uh, definitely an option for. Wow, Geo. Geo, thank you, Geo. Yeah, especially in PPR formats, if Mixon's foot injury tends to kind of pop up and be an issue this week. So with that, I'll pass it on to you, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I think there's a big Brown rebound coming, and I don't mean on the toilet or anything. I mean. Hunt and Darrenitz Johnson are two guys I want, and I think everybody scared off of Johnson after last week. I think this is primo time to snatch him up in the waiver wire because Hunt is not – I don't think Hunt's effectiveness is him being a bell cow every down running back. I like him more as the weapon they've been utilizing him as in, so I think Johnson's going to eat up some carries. I think the Browns D is going to get after Burrow. Uh, I still look for Higgins and Green to catch those long balls. More so Higgins now. It does seem like he's becoming – I'm not touching OBJ. I just think uh, his price is ridiculous in DFS. And I am I will start him, obviously, in uh, redraft formats. But I'm just trying to move him right now. I don't – you should have moved him after that big game because his consistency levels have just fallen off of a cliff. But I will look at Baker um, because uh, you talk about Higgins, but Higgins for the other team as well looked pretty good last week too. So I might get a little weird exposure to that. Uh, but otherwise, this game – and with the rivalry and division game, you never know what kind of Cleveland team you're going to see – I take the over because I don't think these defenses are all that great, but Cleveland is going to get after the defense. For I mean, uh, after Joe Burrow, that line is not great. Tom, what are you looking at? 
the biggest point I found with this one, the biggest takeaway is Cleveland's defense is the fourth worst against wide receivers. AJ Green probably going to play in this game. It looks like I still don't want him. I'm in on Boyd. I'm in on Higgins. I think those guys are going to have a field day, especially without Mixon. I think they're going to utilize the run just enough to keep Cleveland honest, and that's about it. They don't want to, you know, try and rely on it during this game. It's not going to work. Joe Burrow is going to be airing it out. I wouldn't be surprised if we see forty pass attempts out of him in this one, at least. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the two guys that I'm going to key on, uh, both the have or I'm sorry, were mentioned earlier, and they're just thriving in these offenses, right? Yeah, Kareem Hunt, who obviously, like Brian said, Darius Johnson is probably going to take some of those between the tackles runs uh, because Marcus Bailey, the middle linebacker for Cleveland, uh, I'm sorry, for Cincinnati, is questionable, and there's no one behind this cat. You got Jermaine Pratt and you got Josh Bynes, but who's there in the middle of the linebacking crew? Not a lot. So maybe Darius Johnson is a sneaky play, Ryan. I like that. But, yeah, I'm leaning on Kareem Hunt, obviously. He's the running back 10, scoring your points left and right. And he's doing it not just between the tackles, but he's catching balls too, as he always has in his career. Um, 32 snaps per game. The running back 10, like I said, last week he had a down week, 7.7 points. But his tackles, he's just so efficient. You got, if, if you got Kareem Hunt and you're starting him in this game, especially with this weak linebacker core with a 1.3 unit grade. On the other side, though, like Tom mentioned, the wide receivers that – the four, Cleveland is the wor- fourth worst against wide receivers, and T. Higgins and Joe Burrow just connected, right? T. Higgins, if he's on the waiver wire, you go pick him up, and you may start him right in three wide receiver leagues. I'm sorry, I'm in a couple leagues. But Denzel Ward and Terrence Mitchell, not the best, right? And T. Higgins has just been lights out. And like I mentioned, guys, these guys have just been thriving in these offenses, going higher and higher every week in volume and everything like that. Uh, speaking about thriving, though, right? Thrive Fantasy, guys. Come hashtag prop up Thrive Fantasy um, this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app. Uh, oh, there we go. It's a daily sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today, guys, and just let's play. Let's have some money. Let's make some money, right? Um I'm going to kick us off and talk about the last two teams in this NFC East. Wow. Right, Tom? The Dallas Cowboys, the number one team in the division that my fraternity brother will not let go. The 2-4 and four Dallas Cowboys against the 1-5 and five football team. The over-under is 47.5. After watching the Cowboys play, I don't know how they're going to get 20 points in this game. But... Vegas has it at 47 and a half, so I'm going to go with that, right? Washington is giving up 27 points per game. Dallas is giving up close to 37. 50 touchdowns combined by both defenses have been giving up. It's ridiculous, right? You got Andy Dalton. You got Kyle Allen. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I don't think I'm starting either of these guys. Uh, moving on, I'm starting Zeke for sure. He had those two lost fumbles last week. The, the team's got to ride on him. I get I get it. The offensive line is banged up, and you're playing with some JV guys out there. But Zeke, you got to do better. You have to be the man. You have to take the reins, and you have to win it for your team. Because I don't think Andy Dalton's going to do it. I know we had some talks about Dalton being this great quarter – or I wouldn't say great – but a great backup quarterback, but I just don't see him doing it right now. So, Zeke, you got to do it, man. Because I have so many shares of CeeDee Lamb. Golly. CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver, five, right? Golly. I'm sorry. That's Cooper. Cooper's the wide receiver, five, and CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver, ten. You have two top ten wide receivers on your roster, Andy Dalton. You got to get it done. Stop throwing the interceptions. Command the team. Zeke, let's go. I can't talk as I've been talking too much for Cowboys with my brother, Micro Ayala, and I'm just going to get flustered and frustrated. Logan Thomas for the Washington football team is starting him because of the volume, 86% snaps. He scored you a touchdown last week. Yes, it's not great, but the Dallas Cowboys are the 10th worst against tight ends. So, Logan Thomas, let's go. Billy, I'm going to sip this beer right now and just calm down for a second. <laughs> I like I actually like the the Washington football team passing attack in this offense. The Cowboys have been dreadful bad against the pass. Uh, you're obviously firing up McLaurin and Logan Thomas, but if you're in a spot where you need a quarterback or you have quarterback issues, maybe you're you know got a guy like Cam. I, I might start Kyle Allen over Cam this week. Um, so uh, to me, Dallas is is turning to Green Bay 2.0 uh, with Mike McCarthy. They fall behind uh, for a big old comeback attempt later on, and I just don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success with Andy Dalton trying to play that way. And, I mean, they weren't winning games with Dak. The, the numbers were just impressive at the end of the day. So, um, I like Schultz's game. Washington football team isn't very good against the tight end. They're giving up the fifth most points to tight ends. And uh, Dallas are in the top ten most points per game to all positions across the offenses. So, if you have a Redskin that, or a Washington football team member that you want to play, uh, you should plug them in this week. However, Antonio Gibson, I am kind of tempering expectations. The Cowboys do not give up very much in the passing game. Uh, to uh, running backs, 19 receptions, the third fewest in the NFL for only 106 yards and no touchdowns receiving to running backs. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Yeah, I'm just going to say Andy Dalton has never had these kind of weapons before. Uh, Zeke looks real bad without an all-world line in front of him. So I want exposure not to Zeke but to Coop, Lamb, and Gallup. Uh, I think – I, this whole Fitz Magic thing to Dallas, I'm not so sure. I think that's going to happen because I don't really see a huge difference between Dalton and Fitz Magic, to tell you the truth. Uh, why would they waste money on Dalton just to waste more money on Fitz Magic? You got him to be your backup quarterback. It happened. Now you're rolling with him. He knows the offense. There's no, there's no uh, in between time. But I do like some McLaurin. This game's going to be high scoring. I just wish I knew which consistent guy. Give me Gibson and nobody else for sure. But I think Cooper or Lamb, like you were saying, like both of y'all were saying, uh, looks to be somewhere that I'm going to try to get a little, at least a little exposure to this week. Tom, what do you think? You know, this is a weird game. 
Washington is one game away from first place in their division. They're also one game away from the number one overall pick in the draft. I don't know that that's ever happened before. Um, over under a 47 and a half. I am hitting the over because both of these defenses are atrocious. Washington has a great pass rush, but that's about it. Uh, they're still going to give up points even with that being said. Um, I do feel like it's been a little while since I've made some hot takes, though, some real, real spicy hot takes here. So uh, what I'm going to say is, number one, Andy Dalton goes for at least 22 points this week. 22 fantasy points. Easy. He's going to be a top six quarterback, right? That's a hot take. Number two, Washington's winning this game. Dallas is going to That's a hotter take. They're going to put up points, and Washington's going to somehow find a way to win this game because Dallas can't win a game for their lives. They should not have won in Atlanta, uh, and they probably should not have had a second victory either. It's it's bad. So I don't know what you guys think. Are those hot enough? Are they spicy? You know, I'm pretty sure they're spicy enough for me because I don't really like too much spicy stuff. But That's bad news, Chris. Why? We just got a new sponsor, and they love spice. Oh, do they? Tell us hot about sauce. it, Tom. Hot sauce. Handcrafted hot sauce with farm-fresh jalapenos, habaneros. I guy even saw a little ghost pepper in there, right? Oh, no. Hoff's original hot sauce has gone on with, to win numerous awards and gain international recognition, Right. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. And every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I know we got some good Southern boys here. Uh, they're also naturally vegan and gluten-free, right? I don't even know what gluten is, but sure, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love free things. I don't know, but hey, it works out. I love hot sauce. And if you do, make sure that you use code BELLYUP to get 10% off your order at hoffandpepper.com today. I'm going right now. Perfect. I'm glad you are. But with that being said, we are moving on to the next game, which is uh, a little more interesting, I guess, especially mm. when O'Brien's gone. Uh, we're talking about Green Bay uh, at Houston, right? Over under 56 points. That's a little high. I'm smacking the over. Is it, should that surprise anybody? Hit Not at all. Smash Not it over. Smash over. I mean, Houston's defense is the worst against the running backs. So you're going to start Aaron Jones. Their defense is the <laughs> worst against wide receivers. So you're going to start whoever's in at wide receiver for Green Bay. Um, but then on the other side, Green Bay is the second worst defense against running backs. So also go ahead and fire up David Johnson. I hate, yeah, to, say, I hate to say that, but you have to. Against the the second worst running uh, – or defense against running backs, you have to do it. Um, Texans are still going to lose the game. I'm sorry, Chris. you got a long way to go. They're going to put up points. They're going to improve through the rest of the year without Bill O'Brien, RIP, ex-Penn State guy. hate to say it, but uh, Big Ten just means more. But Green Bay can win this one. Make sure you start Aaron Jones, any of the receivers in Green Bay – don't bother with the tight ends. I don't trust any of them, but obviously Aaron Rodgers, you drafted him. You're going to start him. Um, Kevin Wilson asked Randall Cobb. I prove Revenge game. Ooh, I didn't even think I about that. I mean, they're right. That's got to be a revenge game. 
personally, I'd avoid it. I'm, I'm in on Will Fuller in this one. I think he's going to go off for a touchdown. Um, Randall Cobb, high risk, high reward. That's what I'll say on it. Chris? Man, I mean, I'm going to talk about my boy Will Fuller 5 for just a second, and then I'll go over to the other side. But, yeah, come on. Give me If Will Fuller 5 is healthy, you're starting him, right? The dude is lightning in a bottle out of Notre Dame, and he's out there for almost 50% or 50 snaps per game. The wide receiver 12 on the year and scoring your points, helping me win the fancy and frames tournament. But he's going up against a 1.4 unit grade DB package for the Packers. You got Kevin King, not our Kevin King, not Ryan's cousin Kevin King that we knew, uh, President Kappa Sig at Texas A&M. Talking about the DB Kevin King. And also Jair Alexander. Not the best, right? Not the quickest. Not the fastest for sure. That's why they're low unit grade. Will Fuller, like Tom said, he's going to go to the house. He's going to take one to the house and just score one for sure. And uh, last week, the wide receiver number three, 24.3 points, like I said, helping me win fantasy and frames tournament. Uh, but then on the opposite side, obviously, starting your stud, Ryan Hicks, your guy, Aaron Jones. Go UTEP Miners, free Aaron Jones. Uh, the linebacking core for the Texans, I'm going to say is phenomenal. In reality, they're not that good, right? So moving forward, you're gonna start Aaron Jones, you're gonna start Will Fuller five. Uh both these defenses. This should be a really fun game to watch in Houston. So, like Tom said, smashing the over, count me in. What do you got, Billy? I'm actually gonna take the Texans in this game. I just feel like it's prime prime situation for the Packers to to, to go down. Uh, the Texans offense has really gotten going the last couple weeks. Both defenses really struggle. But I feel just feel like the Texans have more weapons if they get going. Uh, Aaron Jones, David Johnson, I'm starting on them. And I think Randall Cobb does have a big game. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say two tutties for Randall Cobb in a revenge game. Uh, and the Texans get back on track and uh, start making some noise when uh, all the all the big, big uh, TV station shows fire up in the morning. Man, Green Bay got embarrassed last week, and Aaron Rodgers does not like to get embarrassed. I expect an evisceration, even though I think this game is going to be close. We're going to get to see primo Green Bay offense, which was the number one offense in the league uh, coming into last week. So I am all about the Aarons. I'm all about Devontae Adams, and I'm all about Robert Tanyan. Um, This is the best I've seen Rodgers with the tight end since Jermichael Finley had that one weird year. He's never really been a tight end guy, and he's really uh, looking – at Tanyan this year, I expect a good game for him. Uh, Watson and Fuller and Cobb, although Fuller, I mean, the matchups there, but he's so fast. I don't, I, he's almost matchup proof if Watson starts getting zoned in on him. But this Kevin Wilson, shout out for that Cobb comment. You're going to be having me looking at my DFS lineups as soon as this is over with. I love the revenge game thing. Uh, which brings me to our next game, which is Detroit and Atlanta over 56.5 over under. Uh, Man, this is going to be high scoring, but that's a lot of points. Uh, neither one of these defenses impressed me that much. But how about DeAndre Swift, guys? Last week, that was awesome. Uh, he was the guy we were expecting to see coming into the year as the rookie RB1. Uh, I will take some of him this week along with some Kenny G because Atlanta can't stop anybody. Hawkinson, I saw somebody talking about starting Fells over Hawkinson. I would not do that in this week's matchup. You got Atlanta's defense. Goodness gracious. Are we going to see a Julio repeat or was that a blip? Because that was the Julio we all know can be there, but Matt Ryan still sucks real bad and I hate him a lot. So I don't trust him because 
Uh, I'm not insane. He's never looking at Julio, and I don't trust him to do so. I do expect a girly rebound this year. This is going to be high scoring, uh, but give me some Swift. That's a that's a wonderful tournament play for me. I, I think he may end up being chalky when it's all said and done, but this is going to be a high scoring game. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. If I'm if I have anybody from Atlanta in this one, I want Russell Gage. That's who I want. I mean, Detroit's struggled against running backs and receivers. Their fourth most points allowed against running backs. Obviously, you're going to start Gurley if you have them, but this is going to solidify that. Ninth worst against receivers. Like you said, I mean, I just can't get with Julio. I, I, I love Julio. I get he's one of the top receivers, but I feel like bang for buck, especially in DFS, you're going to get a lot more value out of a guy with like Russell Gage for a lower cost than you would for Julio. Um, with that being said, on the other hand, Atlanta's defense is the worst against running backs, fifth worst against receivers, second worst against tight ends. If you have anybody from Detroit, I'm playing them. They're, this is going to be a high-scoring game because neither defense can play. And I... Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I hate to say it. I feel like this is going to be another Atlanta nail biter where they're up going into the fourth and then blow it. I hate to say that. I don't. I think it's hilarious. No, it's, yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you guys. Like, yeah, Atlanta should be winning this game going into the fourth. And they're going to have some nightmares or I guess uh, deja vu. There we go. Deja vu of everything that's happened to them. Jeez, uh, Matt Stafford. I want all Matt Stafford. I, I talked about him last week, and he should have had a game. On paper, it was great. But this week, if he doesn't do it, you're like, what the heck, Matt Stafford, against an Atlanta defense that the entire defense from Mike Clay is graded at a 0.8 as an entire defense as a whole. The Atlanta defense, worse than the league. Come on, Matt Ryan. Or, I'm sorry, come on, Matt Stafford. Jeez. He's going to do it. Fire him up. They're giving up way too many points. And the opposite side, like Ryan mentioned, though, Julio. We Billy was there on Saturday night when we were talking about Julio being the guy that get drafted, and in my case, overdrafted, right? This week, he will not have a week like he did last week. But he will still get in the end zone, and he'll be targeted a lot. He's not going to have that massive 30-point game, but he will put up at least 150 yards this week against this Detroit defense. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. The cornerbacks for Detroit are awesome, right? 3.4 unit grade, but they don't have that leadership that they used to have. And that's my two cents, Billy. What do you got? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I'm buying into the DeAndre Swift breakout here. He looked great last week, finally getting – a bulk of the carries, and he is the back we thought he was. Uh, happy to see that. And, uh, you know, on the Falcon side of the ball, same thing. You're starting Ridley and Julio regardless. Matt Ryan would be a great guy to have in your lineups this week. And, of course, Detroit's terrible against running backs. So another another nice day for Gurley 
on the docket, hopefully. I am going to sit Hayden Hurst. Detroit is really good against the tight end, so uh, in the passing game there, avoid starting him if you can help it. So that will bring us to the, a little more exciting game at the 5-0 and uh, 5-0 Tennessee Titans, or Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the 5-0 Tennessee Titans, both undefeated. Um, 51 and a half over under. I, I like the over in this game. We're way on overs this week, but a lot of these matchups are, are favorable for points being scored. So Tennessee, they're, they're humming right now. 30-plus points in every game since week one. Their defense is very giving, so start all of your Steelers. I mean, they are terrible against every position. Uh, Big Ben should have everybody healthy. However, Juju missed practice today with a knee. Not sure that's a concern. But if he misses big days for Deontay Johnson, who's back healthy, and Chase Claypool, who is breaking out in the midst of watching us. Uh, Tannehill in a shootout. I like I like Tennessee to win this game and stay undefeated. I'm really buying these Titans. I think they're really good. I think the defense will get going as they start to work Jadavian Clowney in a little bit. And their corners are good, so there's no reason why they should be getting gashed so bad on the outside. I think Vrabel gets it together. Uh, Pittsburgh goes down for their first loss in this one. I, A.J. Brown, I think, does something special this week. Billy, Billy the Dragon, as our fans have called you. Who do you take in this game if you got both the quarterbacks? I'm going to start Tannehill. I like Tannehill. Oh, thanks and gig em. I like them both, mm-hmm. though. That's a good problem to have this week. That's a really yeah. good problem to have this week, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with almost everything Billy just said. I think Tennessee's crazy good. Uh, Henry is going to get his against this Pittsburgh run defense. I don't think he's a good DFS play, but this Pittsburgh defense is going to get run over by Henry. He's going to get some goal line scores. Uh, this is the first time we're really going to get to see AJB, Corey Davis, and John New on the field together. So we might be looking at the best version of Tannehill that we have seen so far this season, which is quite scary. Honestly, uh, I hope Juju plays because I expect a rebound from him. I think he's a sneaky play because Claypool's been going off and Deontay is, uh, you know, Deontay's had some big weeks as well. I think Juju is still the best receiver there. And if, I think this is a sneaky, interesting play to play Juju, even though he's pricey, because he is, st- in my opinion, he's still the best receiver there. Uh, what do you think, Tom? I just want to know how many people would have said, I'm starting Ryan Tannehill like 18 months ago. Obviously, that's you know off season, but like in, in, Adam Gates, dude, right? It's I mean, weird. Um, you know, you know how I am, Tom, with my guys, and I would not have said that in the off season. So, but like ego, I mean, like going into that season, like he was he was a backup to Marcus Mariota going into last year. It was nobody anticipated Ryan Tannehill having anything after leaving Miami, and now he's a, a very startable. Yeah, he's a very startable fantasy quarterback leading a team to a 5-0 and start. I mean, we've talked about it time and time again. He's, he's more of a game manager, I think. He's not carrying the team, but he's not. He's a fish six, guys. He intended to be six. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. You're not turning the ball over. You're moving the ball. You're going to score points in fantasy. Teddy Bridgewater, similar. I think. Oh, Tannehill God, here we go again. I'm just <laughs> But it's it's an efficient quarterback. But with that being said, Tennessee's defense is bad. Tennessee's defense is bad. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm sm- just smashing the over. Um, if you have a receiver from Pittsburgh, play him. Um, same thing, though. Pittsburgh's seventh worst against receivers, so play any receivers you got from Tennessee. That's about all I can say right now, apparently, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to 
Kevin Wilson, one of our great writers, man. Claypool is a season saver. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I'm actually going to talk about Chase Claypool for a little bit. Um, man, obviously I'm smashing the over in this game because they're both 5-0 five and, five and o teams. Could it be a trap game and we're going to see a really low-scoring game and let these defenses kind of slug it up? Sure. But it's fantasy. I'm going to live 20-20 YOLO style. I'm smashing the over, too. And Chase Claypool, golly, after what we saw him do, yeah, the Titans DB's got a 3.0 unit grade, and they've got some good guys out there. But this kid is 6'6", like Will Fuller 5 from Notre Dame, is a smart guy, and he's just athletic. He Could he be a generational talent? Who knows? The Pittsburgh Steelers obviously know how to draft wide receivers if they'd had A.B., Chase Claypool, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, we had this conversation, right? James Washington, Deontay Johnson. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on about the talent that these guys are getting outside of the first three rounds. So they know what they're doing. This kid's obviously very talented. Um, and then on the opposite side, Ryan, I mean, this might be more of a homer-type pick because I know how good the Steelers are at defense. Obviously, they're great. The linebacking core is a 2.3-unit grade. And they've got just – it's it's a smack-daddy defense, right? But I'm going with John New, guys. I'm believing in him because he had a bad week last week. He was injured, right? I mean, he didn't play the entire game, or I guess he didn't. He scored me 2.3 points. was really sad. But on the year, tight end five, 72 points. Last week, 2.3, 2.3. There we go, 2.3 points. I hope that John, that John who has a bounce back season or bounce back game this week, and it will be against Pittsburgh because. It's just too smooth. It's just too, like, Kenny G jazz smooth, right? Like, he's going to do it. Him and Chase Claypool are just going to just do one of these numbers in the end zone, right? It's just a little, like, you got your jazz flute out, right? Like Will Ferrell jazz flute, Ron Burgundy style, jazz sports. But, guys, check out our newest, one of our newest sponsors. Not our newest because Hoff Sauce is our newest sponsor. <coughs> Excuse me. But jazz sports, but, guys. And Casino, they have a ton of great features like same-day payouts. Gotta love that. Live streaming and live betting and available 24-7. Hashtag 366 on Leap Years. Use hashtag promo code BELLYUP50. Hashtag promo BUS150, guys. And they will pay you up to $1,000 to match when you sign up at jazzsports.ag today. I'm going to lead us into this game that I'm really excited about. Actually, this is one of my most favorite games of the week, I would assume, uh, besides the Houston Texans, right? You got the 5-0 and Seattle Seahawks, Danger Rest, let them cook. And then you got my boy, Killer Kyler Murray, the half Aggie, half OU Sooner, at 4-2 and versus the 5-0 and undefeated Seahawks. The over-under on this is 567 I want to smash the over on this all day. I want this to be like a 100-point game, and I want it to never end. I just want to watch this game forever after what we've seen from this 2020 season. But the Arizona Cardinals are only giving up 19 points per game, roughly. Seattle's about 25. So the yards are going to be pretty crazy. The points are a little stingy, though, right? Where are they going to come from? I'm thinking, obviously, on the Arizona side, I'm going to go back to the wheelhouse on this and Kenyon Drake, man. I think Kenyon Drake, he's the running back 19, but against this Seattle defense who might not have their starting middle linebacker will eat again. And he showed that he could be a big bruiser, kind of like 
uh, Derrick Henry last week where he kind of lulled that Dallas defense into submission with that huge run at the very end is what I'm going to take it away as because I'm a Kenyon Drake owner. But Chris Carson, Ryan's guy running back eight, who I was not high on. I was just dogging this dude at the beginning of the season, eating a lot of crow right now. Dude's got more abated tackles than half the league out there, and his juke rating is ridiculous. He's going up against the 13th worst defense for running backs, and he should just straight up eat at 56% of the snaps, 67% opportunity share. He's scoring at least once in this game. And then his homeboy, the only receiver I'm looking at for the Seattle Seahawks, it's going to be DK Metcalf. Go Ole Miss. Go SEC. It just means more right, guys. DK Metcalf out there for more snaps than anybody besides Dangerous. Running more routes than anybody. Catching more balls. The dude is going up against the 28th best, worst defense, I guess. They got some good DBs over there. But DK is just an unreal. He's just unreal, right? DK is unreal. So, that's that's my soapbox, right? I'm going to talk about those guys and then obviously Dangerous. But Billy, keep it going for me, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, kind of echoing the sentiment. I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, Cardinals have been really tough against wide receivers this, this year so far, so uh, kind of tempering expectations for Tyler Lockett. But DK to me, just like you said, he's matchup proof. You're playing him. I think uh, Chris Carson has a big game, and I think he'll get a lot of carries in this one. Arizona kind of struggles against running backs in comparison to how they do. Put this up uh, here real quick. What's up? Yeah, um, Scott is right. I don't yeah. know if that is right. Oh, here we go. Hopkins has a big game. Yeah, I just wanted to say you're right. I'm sure Billy or Ryan were going to touch on this. Or Tom. The Nuke is going up against the worst cornerbacks in the league. That's, yeah. that's my two cents. Carry on, Billy. Absolutely. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. So, yeah, definitely knew you could fire him up this week. He should have a monster day against the secondary. But I'm also buying into the Christian Kirk kind of breakout. He's getting going. Three straight games, double-digit fantasy points. He's starting to get deep. And this defense can be had uh, out on the edge by wide receivers. So I really like Christian Kirk. If you're looking for a guy that you can kind of pick up off the waiver wire, he's owned in over 50% of leagues on Yahoo and ESPN right now. So Christian Kirk getting slept on. Go at him. Throw him in. Throw him in this week. I should have did it last week. I'm kicking myself right now for not. Yeah, I Billy, you said almost exactly what I was going to say. The, uh, the only thing I will add to that is Greg Olson has become a real option for Russell Wilson. And if you're needing to stream a tight end, there's one right there. I've done it in a couple leagues. And I'm actually not on Kenyon Drake. 
I think we just got fed false Kool-Aid last week, and I don't like the way it tasted. So I, I think cherry you're going to – yeah, it's not cherry. Other stuff great. tastes like cherry. It's sour grape. It's not – Drake has not looked good, and last week he the lost it out. There. And I don't I'm going with expect. the volume on all my guys. Look, here's the thing. Seattle is going to light up Arizona, and Arizona is going to have to throw. And Edmonds has just been better than Drake. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Tom, what do you think, Thomas? Uh, I mean, start whoever you have on Arizona. Even with Drake not being great, I still – I think there's – you know, Chris makes a point where he's going to get touches, and against this defense, he's going to turn it into something. Maybe you want to start him as your RB1 or – Maybe even RB2. If you can move him into your flex, I'm all in on that. All in on him as a flex. And even as an RB2, I can get with it. But um, other than that, Arizona's defense is solid, right? 25th least points in, uh, against quarterbacks. 28th least points – or, uh, excuse me, 28th points allowed in against wide receivers. 23rd against tight ends. They have allowed the 13th uh, most to running backs – so the weak point might be the running game. If Seattle can kind of utilize that to keep this game close, run some clock, I almost think that this could be actually a little bit of a low-scoring game. I don't necessarily want to hit the under on 56-and-a-half. No, I'm going to hit the over. <laughs> you always hit the over, right? I'm about uh, to say, golly, Tom. All right, all right. I think this will be very close to that 56.5 point range, though. It is it is a, a tight one. I will say, if I had to pick, I probably would not bet the over-under on this um, if I had to had to make that choice. Um, I'm not big on Seattle for DFS, though. Regardless of who it is, even like Russell, price is going to be too high against this defense. DK, price is going to be too high against this defense, any of them. If you have them in your your redraft or dynasty leagues, yes, you're going to play those guys. You drafted them way too high not to. But DFS, I, I'm not in on it. But this next game, quite an interesting one. Chiefs 5-1 and one going into Denver. Uh, the Broncos are 2-3. and three. A little bit of an interesting one. Broncos have had quite a few injuries. One of those teams that's been pretty banged up. But looks like Drew Locke probably going to be back this week. From what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. I, I believe so, but there's nothing confirmed that I've seen yet. Yeah. If he's back, I'm in on Jerry Judy. I think he's going to get some touches. I'm in on Patrick. I think he's going to get touches. Um, it does sound like Noah Fant's still dealing with some injury issues, so uh, not as big on him. Um, and Drew Hawk himself, I probably would avoid starting game one. I think he could have a turnover or two here. Um, that might kind of hurt his value. Um, Kansas City, on the other hand, uh, the big point here for them is I'm fading their running backs. Denver has allowed the least points to running backs this season. So I'm fading Edward Hilaire, I'm fading Bell. I mean, hold on to those guys if you had them, but if you can avoid playing them, by all means do it. Chris? So, yeah, I agree with that. I'm fading CEH for sure. But... I'm going to talk about a Big Ten guy, Billy Scott Davis. All you Big Ten dream biggers out there, right? Le'Veon Bell got signed. He got out of the purgatory that was the New York Jets. Fuck out of this. Whatever it was, he's on 
the world championship, the world champion team coached by Andy Reid, who utilized Brian Westbrook so well, who comped CEH to Brian Westbrook. But we all know that Le'Veon Bell in his prime was better than Brian Westbrook. And Randy Reed said, guys, asked by asked by uh, reporters, why did you say sign Le'Veon Bell after you wait after you used a first round draft pick on CH? And Andy Reed quote says, because we don't not sign good players. Le'Veon Bell is a good player. Everyone knows this. Yes, this is not his week, but in my notes, Lev Bell, baby, you want to pick him up. You want to trade for him because next week, guys, he is going to score you. He's going to score you infinite amount of points against the revenge game New York Jets next week, guys. Le'Veon Bell is the dude in KC. He's going to get in the red zone target. Have you? I mean, see, I'm sorry. CEH has had how many red zone attempts? Like 10? Maybe, let's say like eight. And he's had how many red zone touchdowns? Like he's one? negative one yards. I'm saying Le'Veon about to eat, son. And I don't care if he's the vulture 4.0. He's in my flex. Le'Veon Bell, guys. I'm going with him. Not this week, but next week in the revenge game. And then on the opposite side, old boy likes to party, right? Who doesn't like to party? Melvin Gordon. The, the Kansas City linebackers have a .9 unit grade. Golly, you want to start Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon in this game against these poorest linebackers? Just like, have they been drinking? Have they been DUIing on them, boys? The .9, come on, guys. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Let's go. So, it's my two cents, guys. Billy, I know I've gone over my time. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. This one, uh, if Lindsay gets the work again, he could have a good day against the Chiefs. Chiefs are pretty stingy to uh, pass catchers, so uh, you know I see Denver kind of struggling. I think the Chiefs make quick work of the Broncos. Tyree gets a gets a bomb. I think Hardman gets a bomb too. Now that everybody in the world's cut him and moved on after they relied on him a couple of times, this will be the week where Hardman catches that long one you're looking for. So plug him in, throw him in if you got to have a guy. And Travis Kelsey, I think, has a monster day. Uh, and I'm with you guys, Peyton CEH. Uh, big day last week, um, but I just don't see it against this Denver defense. He was really, really good against the running backs. And they're not allowing anything out of the backfield as far as pass catching either. That would kind of give you a little bit of a skewed view on a guy like CEH. So, uh, yeah, I like the Chiefs. I like them big. I like them early. Yeah, I see this as a blowout. Uh, so some consistency on Kelsey and Hill, uh, obviously Mahomes. I really hope Gordon doesn't play because I'll feel really comfortable about using Lindsey. But otherwise, I'm going to avoid Denver because Kansas City's defense is solid. And really, I'm a little nervous about Lindsey, too, because I see Kansas City getting up real quick, real early. And they're going to have to abandon the run game if they don't want to get run out of the building in the first half. Uh, Tom, I know you said you wanted to add something to this one before we moved on. Yeah, just one really quick kind of thought. Can Roger Goodell turn the salary cap back on? (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but like this is they went into the season with what, like or the offseason with what, fifteen million in cap space or something? They yeah. gave Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars. They gave now Le'Veon Bell how much how where are you getting this money? Where are you coming from? Heinz ketchup commercials. Apparently. Hot dogs are doing real well these days. Guys, honestly, uh, uh, before we move on as well, I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is going to be this RB1 type guy you're looking at because they still have CEA. Let's have, the, let's have the talk. Let's have the talk. back my committee. It's a right there's, there's, Here's yeah. the deal. Here's the deal. Sorry. Le'Veon will be a great running back to slash flex play, and so will CEH. Yeah. That's the bottom line. CEH will get the yards. Le'Veon Bell is going to get the touchdowns. That's exactly. And if you're in like, PPR, you want Le'Veon. Look, and one thing mm-hmm. that keeps missing is they don't have that slot receiver that they can go to other than Travis Kelsey. He gets keyed on a lot. Le'Veon Bell has the skill set that they could put CEH in the backfield with Mahomes and put Le'Veon Bell uh, out in the slot or even out wide. And especially in the red zone, that could be a pretty nasty formation and doing some motion and stuff like that. And the Chiefs like to run that end around where they're kind of that touch pass to the guy crossing Mahomes' face. Le'Veon Bell getting close down inside the five, giving him something like that. Uh, Andy Reid will find some creative ways to use Le'Veon Bell. I think he's just chomping at the bit to get him on the field right now. Yeah, so Andy Reid, of all coaches, knows how to get you know players involved in a scheme. And it, he's not going to care about fantasy, but he's going to get these guys' touches which will, in this offense, translate to fantasy points. Like, yeah, I actually, yeah. Well, hold on, real quick, Ryan, because I got I got this quote pulled up right here. This uh, from Marco Bell is a good backup, and I'm gonna piggyback off of Tom real quick. Not all touches are equal. Everyone who's listened to us knows how much I hated Nick Chubb and how much I loved Kareem Hunt at where you were drafting him at and what their workload was going to be at. I'm not saying that I'm like the running back whisperer, but you're getting some good running back stuff from Chris Pinto. Right? Right. So the touches aren't going to be equal. CEH is going to get more, but Le'Veon is going to be way more efficient and score you more points. So where we're talking at in fantasy, Le'Veon at the end of the season will be higher than CEH, just like I claimed, Kareem Hunt will be higher than Nick Chubb. Moving forward, guys, I'm done. I don't know, man. And, Billy, when you were talking about having a guy in the slot, why not put CEH in the slot and let Lev Bell, the pass-blocking aficionado that he is, man the backfield with Mahomes, and you got CEH running routes out there. He's a tough cover. It, what's weird is these guys do overlap in a lot of their skill sets. The only definitive – advantage that bell has is goal line prowess which is going to be a big deal i just think size. his volume isn't going to be there size big time size yeah all you right could, well i can put them around all over the place yeah, they do they are weapons they are both yeah. weapon type players rather than just that, pure running backs the chiefs the chiefs are a weapon that's billions of dollars i mean right. lev lev's not a weapon lev is the only running back in fantasy football history to repeat as running back one in our past what 17 years not a weapon, workhorse. Was it 17 years ago, though, we did that? Oh, no, it was 2017 when he was last good. I forget that. Anyways, dude, hey, I have left Bell, but I am on the moving aspect of him. I think people are getting too excited, and I'm trying to move him. I'm Actually, so he's in excited. Article. Get I'm the very, excited. Yeah. Send him to Chris. Yeah, I wish I had him in some of the leagues me and Chris are in. 
Well, anyways, we were in. I got him. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't trade him to you if he's, you already got him. Let's move on, guys, to a game I actually find really interesting: Jacksonville and the Chargers, both right. one and five, 49 and a half point over under. Um, I think I'm going over unless Chark doesn't play. Because if Chark doesn't play, I ain't touching Jacksonville outside of uh, Robinson. Robinson's a slot. Just set it and forget it with him. I, I really am a firm believer. But for me, Chark's health is everything. When he's on, he makes that whole offense flow in a whole different way. Justin Herbert, we've talked about this guy last week and the week before. Holy cow. I could not be more impressive. Mike Williams is about to eat. Mike Williams is going to be the biggest beneficiary of this Justin Herbert explosion. I know Keenan Allen is also going to eat. I'm not trying to sell him short. But Mike Williams, my goodness, last week he looked like a man among boys. And Jacksonville isn't going to be able to stop him at all. Not really much of them. There's not going to be a lot of stopping going on with Jacksonville, period. Uh, give me some exposure to this. I'll take the over. Minshew's an interesting play this week. Uh, Herbert's an interesting play this week. Mike is going to be almost guaranteed in every one of, one of my DFS lineups this week. I just don't see how you can't play him. Uh, Chris is gone. So, Billy, do you want to hit up what you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, coming to this game, uh, this is kind of an interesting one. Both of these teams have the potential to be a lot better than one and five, and both have really good quarterback play. I'm really excited for Herbert. I mean, this guy could be a league winner for a lot of guys that waited on quarterbacks and, and stashed him for a few weeks or even were the you know the one that uh, got awarded him off the waivers. This is the guy that's going to turn your season around right now. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's got Mike Williams going. I really like Hunter Henry in this matchup. I'm firing him up, him up everywhere I can get a hold of him. Uh, the Jags are not very good against the tight ends. And as far as the Jags go, I'm actually off the James Robinson uh, train this week. Chargers are really, really tough against running backs, and he hasn't been really impressive as far as the yardage standpoint uh, yet this year. But his receiving numbers do give him a nice floor. Uh, but Minshew, uh, top five matchup for him. I think he has a really big week. Uh, but without Chark, I'm just uh, kind of leery on which wide receiver that's going to be. Chenault, we kind of were banking on last week. He's taking advantage of the opportunity and then kind of let us down also. Keelan Cole's kind of still sticking around and performing well and, and kind of shows his head every once in a while. So a lot of weapons in this Jags offense for Minshew to take advantage of. Uh, the Chargers aren't necessarily all that forgiving. So I like Minshew. I'm off James Robinson. Uh, give me all the Chargers this week. Uh, and I, I really think uh, Joshua Kelly has a really big game. So if you have an opportunity to start him or need a guy and split hairs with him, uh, play him with confidence against the Jags, the fifth worst against running back fantasy points wise. Yeah, I mean, uh, no doubt about this. Both these defenses are just god awful, right? I mean, obviously we see the records at one and five and one and five, but Jaguars at point five, and then the Chargers at a one point one. These defenses are just god awful. This should be a pretty fun game, like I'll mention to watch. Um, Minshew Mania should just carry the entire team or carry the entire game, right? But. You got Ryan's guy, you got Billy's guy, Justin Herbert, who I've gotten smacked in the face because I'm just such a Tyrod guy. Ty God, baby. Justin Herbert stung me so deep. But he is good. He is better than good, actually. Did he stab That's why they didn't show him on hard knocks because he was so good. So thank you, Anthony Lynn, for that. But those are the two guys I'm going to focus on. If DJ Chark is not playing, golly, I'm starting Herbert all day over Minshew. But if I got both these guys, it's going to be really tough if Chark is playing. Because Minshew right now is a quarterback 11, 114 points. But Herbert's not that far back with 90 almost. 
and it's yeah, he's poised to just blow up, especially like my like Ryan was saying with Mike Williams. They just have this uncanny connection, and Mike Williams is just like catching everything 20, 30, 40, 50 yards down the field from Herbert, and it's just looking really good. Um, is Tom next or is Billy next? I wasn't sure. Billy, no, Billy went all up when I went away for a second. Brian, you, I was like, I heard no, this thing went all over the place, man. It's okay, it's okay. God, Billy. I gotta start trash talking like Philip Rivers up here. Got with him here <laughs> all night. God dang it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think you guys know who I'm ready to talk about. Minshew, baby. Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania is here this week. This is the week. This is it. Chargers are on the fourth most points to quarterbacks. Again, as long as DJ Charge playing, this is going to be a huge week for Minshew. Massive, right? I mean, this is a guy that he's been playing the most efficient ball of his career other than he has he's turned the ball over a bit. That's his biggest issue. Completion percentage is up from last year. Uh, had a rough week last week, but DJ Chark went down early. So we'll see what happens. As far as if Chark is out, is you know, the difference between Chark and LaVisca really isn't that big. When you look in PPR leagues, LaVisca is the wide receiver 34. DJ Chark is only the wide receiver 31. Albeit Chark has had some injuries. He's missing a little bit of time here and there. But that gap isn't that huge. LaVisca is playing some pretty decent ball uh, as far as especially a rookie receiver on a losing team. So um, on the other hand, though, obviously the Chargers, Herbert, stud. I think him and Minshew – some of my favorite young quarterbacks there in the league right now. Between the two of them, Drew Locke, they all got that swagger, right? They go out there and they play ball. Um, I will say the Jaguars defense struggles against running backs. So if you can get Joshua Kelly in any way, play him. That is the man to have in this game aside from Gardner Minshew. I agree. Uh, what do you all think about this? Yeah, I get it. Schnolt didn't do a lot last week. But we're not in the business of what did they do. I'm more in the business of what can they do for you, if that makes sense. I want to give you the volume plays. I want to give you the guys that are going to at least be viable. I'm not counting those guys that have the one Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake, 90-yard, whatever, one-off play. I want to give you the guys that should help you win your league, if that makes sense. But I'm kind of more on Chenault when Chark plays. In that wide receiver two role, he's very strong. Wide receiver one role, maybe just not – just kind of lacking, in my opinion. I agree 100%. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned that. If if, if Chark is playing, you're playing these guys because he just takes the top off and makes everyone a better player, right? He's a stud. He's a catalyst yeah, yeah. offense in the passing game for sure. Yeah. That, that brings us to a really interesting matchup here. We got the San Francisco 49ers traveling all the way back east, visiting the Patriots. Uh, three and three for the Niners, two and three for the Pats, coming off a of beating to the Broncos that they just looked abysmal on the offensive side of the ball. Over under 45. I'm smashing the under on this one. I like the revenge game uh, for Jimmy G, uh, heading back out east against the Patriots. 
However, these defenses are both tough against every position. So the Patriots allow the 12th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I'm firing up Debo everywhere I have him. Uh, I, I like the matchup for him, and I think he does work. Jimmy G looks for him quite a bit. And the Patriots gave up 100 yards to Tim Patrick last week against the against the Broncos. So uh, Debo, way better than Tim Patrick for sure. Cam's looking to bounce back. Uh, I'm tempering expectations against this Niners defense. They've been tough. Yeah, I think San Francisco's a dumpster fire. And I think that Mostert, when healthy, is going to fix so much of that. But, uh, I mean, I, I really have been impressed with Mostert this year. Other than his health, he's been what I've been looking for. And I'm, I've been impressed. But uh, outside that, again, with the defensive matchup, I think Cam gets some TDs on the ground. I think I'm going to go under in this matchup. What is it, 45? I'm going to go under. I don't get that excited about this particular game, fantasy purpose-wise. If most of it was there, I just think they would try to pound it with him, and he gives them a different aspect and element with his speed and power combo. But outside of them, uh, don't get excited. I do love Debo. Uh, I think Debo's almost a surefire start right now just because of his big playability. But other than that, I don't really feel excited about this game. Tom, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, the offenses don't look great. I mean, even when Cam is out there for New England, they're playing good ball, but not great. Um, and the one thing San Francisco has is a defense. I mean, they're allowing the second fewest points for running backs. That's not a good look for a Patriots team that really hasn't had one solid running back, you know, game in and game out. They have this kind of conglomerate of running back by committee of like five different guys. I can't get with any of that. And when you remove the running game completely, I think the passing game is going to struggle. I think Cam's going to struggle. I, I just don't see it being a high-scoring game. Um, and New England has a solid defense as well, and and San Francisco hasn't shown us that their offense can really step up and win a game. I mean, it's this is going to be an ugly one. I hate to do it. It's the one time I'm going to gently press that under button because I, I, I don't like to do it. Chris? I get it, man. The 45 points is like – Wow, and San Francisco is super banged up. They really don't have too many people out there. You got New England out here who what hasn't practiced in like fourteen weeks. They're always got they're on the COVID watch list every week, whatever. But yeah, Kevin, <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Like, come on, <laughs> not in how many weeks? Whatever. But Kevin Wilson makes a good point. Don't start Cam against this defense. I mean, I'm going to talk about Cam for a second. The 49ers defense with all their injuries are at a 1.3 unit grade. If anyone on the Patriots is going to do it, it's going to be Cam. If you've got someone else to start over that, sure, do it. But as a Deshaun, or I'm sorry, as a Dak Prescott owner, I don't. I got Cam and I got the waiver wire. So I'm rolling with Cam in this game for sure, Kevin, just because. Like I said, if anyone's going to do it, Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Cam's going to do it. And on the opposite side, a guy that 
not a lot of you, not a lot of people have been talking about, but we know that San Francisco loves to run the ball. At the moment, the pat the Pats have a zero point eight unit grade at linebacking core. Let's go, Baylor Bears, Michael Hasty, boy, Texas kid, give him the extra prop right all day, every day. Uh, speaking about propping guys, right? I'm gonna prop him up. I'm gonna prop myself up a little bit. Uh, prop me LLC, and then also see us guys. Prop Me is a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app on any one of your devices and join for fun at PropMeLLC.com today to play. Uh, moving forward, I mentioned that I had a favorite game of the week. This is actually my favorite game of the week. You got my guy, TB12. You got the WWE 24-7 former champion. You have LaShawn McCoy, but we're actually going to talk about Rojo too. And on the opposite side, if you remember, guys, my running back for preseason, Josh Jacobs. You got David Carr's brother on the team. And you got some fast run or you got some fast wide receivers as well. The 4-2 Buccaneers face the 3-2 Raiders with an over-under of 53.5 points, which is wild, right? To think about these two teams, you got Mike Evans, Godwin, you got these fast receivers, you got everything going for you. And then you look at the defenses. Vegas is giving away 401, and Tampa Bay is giving away 313. Yards are going to be had. Quarterbacks are going to have some good throws running backs are going to be juking and jiving because these defenses are not that good uh geez i want to talk about everybody i'm just going to put an asterisk next to my man josh jacobs my man darren waller gronk and for the sprinkle of fun henry ruggs the third billy take it over for me brother Hey, it's Gronk season in Tampa. He's had 14 targets over the last two games, led the team in uh, targets and yards last week. Ronald Jones is running hard, and they might be getting uh, Leonard Fournette back. Uh, so I'm kind of liking the way that the Buccaneers are shaping up. They just totally demolished the Packers last week after getting off to a really slow start in that game. Question marks about Mike Evans. Is it health? Is it uh, continuity? I'm not sure what's going on with him. Chris Godwin's back, though. I hope this, thinking these guys can get fired on all cylinders and start to produce especially against the Raiders defense who's given up fantasy points to really everybody but the tight end position. But no one goes to the tight ends more than uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. So I, I feel like it's a little bit of a, a schematic thing that they're still going to eat there. Um, I'm eyeballing uh, Ruggs this week due to his big play uh, ability. He's always due uh, or always capable of taking one to the house. And I think uh, Josh Jacobs, it's on, it's on his shoulders. If, if the Raiders are going to pull off another what's an upset in my mind beating these Buccaneers, uh, it's going to be Josh Jacobs or bust. A lot of play action of Darren Darren Waller. So I think uh, Waller has a really big day as well. Yeah, I've liked what I've seen with Brady clicking, uh, Gronk being able to uh, become relevant again when I didn't expect that was going to happen. Uh, I'm playing virtually everybody in this game. I'm really curious about Fournette, what that does to Rojo. Uh, I like Jacobs through the air. I like Ruggs and Waller this week smashing the over 
But to me, I get what Travis was saying about hit or miss, but I don't think he's been really healthy. And he has that kind of Tyreek level explode game breaking 80 yard touchdown ready to go. Uh, I want rugs in DFS and I'm going to get him into all of my starting lineups period, just because they're going to have to throw. Uh, I think Tom and co run up the score. And I think the only chance that Oakland has is to score with them. Tom, what do you think? You know, I'm kind of on the opposite foot, to be honest. Uh, I think there's an unpopular opinion. I think the Raiders are going to win this week. Sorry. I mean, honestly, when I, when I look at Tampa's injury report right now, I think one of the main reasons that Gronk is getting so many touches is that their receivers are a bit banged up. I mean, your top three receivers, and they really only have two real receivers, and that's Scotty Miller, which, uh, I mean, Tom Brady always finds like a five foot eight white guy that used to work at Walmart as his number <laughs> three receiver that plays out of the slot. I don't know why, but it works out for him. But all three guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, all questionable right now. I'd imagine they're all going to play, but you're not at 100%. None of them are. So I think that that's why Gronk has gained so many touches. The one thing that Oakland is holding down is the tight end. They're really not allowing a lot of points. They're the, they've had the 22nd most points for tight ends. It's really not that great. The rest of the team, they'll let it up. Um, so to be honest, I'm – Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm not big on uh, Tampa Bay right now. Um, on the other hand, the uh, the one guy I would play is Rojo. He's going to get yards, but I still don't think that that wins the game. Um, a little bit of a hot take. I do think Josh Jacobs gets shut down a bit by this Tampa defense. Probably less than 14 points. That's what everyone said about him in Chicago last year. And what did he do? Oh, yeah, he had the best game against hey, Chicago. Maybe he will. Don't don't underestimate the man who's always been underestimated. Well, speaking of Chicago, our next game up, Chicago five and one. Okay. Going into LA four and two. This is a weird game. The, the, I wouldn't have placed either of these teams at these records yeah, going into the season. Would not have guessed it. I thought LA would be more three and three, two and four. The Bears Mm. Yeah, one and five. One and five. <laughs> maybe two wins, maybe two. Right. Um, just for the record, I told everyone don't play yourself with Nick Foles. He's the QB 28. 28. Don't do it. I don't care that they're five and one. Don't do it. Foles is not a great quarterback. I don't know how their their defense is really what's carrying them in these games, right? Um, I mean, it's I want none of Chicago when I look at this. The Rams are the best against the receivers. They've allowed the least points. I mean, they're going to shut down this passing attack. Tariq Cohen can't do it by himself back there. It, it's just not going to happen for Chicago. They're going to be five and two after this week. It is what it is. Um, I will say the Bears defense as well, though, very stout. Um, I'm not interested in playing golf or any of the receivers or any of the running backs. I might play a tight end from the Rams, but that's about it. That's that's kind of the one weakness for Chicago when you look at their defense right now. Um, but over-under, the one last bit there is 44.5. I'm going to take the under. I don't like it. 
I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, he, when you were talking about Monty, you obviously meant uh, – I mean, you were talking about Cohen, you obviously meant Monty, right? Yep, sorry. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Yep. Our guy Travis corrected us, though. Cohen out Thanks, for Travis. the season. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's – wow, right? The 5-1 Bears. We're talking about the 5-1 Bears right now. So, David Montgomery against uh, one of the worst linebacking cores in the league, Samson, Kaiser, Floyd, and Young, a .1 unit grade. If the Bears' offensive line can beat Sam or can beat Aaron Darnold and these guys, Monty should have a good game, I would assume. But on the other side, golly, whoever's getting matched up against Buster Screen is going to feast. I don't care if that's Van Jefferson, Josh Reynolds, Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup, Robert Tree, Bobby Trees, whoever Buster Screen is on. Jared Goff should throw the ball at a 50-50 ball for these guys because Buster Screen, come on, he's the weak link out of Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson. So, yeah, I'm going to say a little bit about Cooper Cup just because he had a bad week. I mean, golly, 4.1 points, the wide receiver 66. And he's only been the wide receiver 21 out of the year. I think either Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, whoever's matched up on Buster Screen this week, more We'll have a blow-up game, and you just can't really tell. So it's just a coin flip, right? Good thing is, most of the leagues I've got one of these guys in, I've got both of them in. So, Billy, what do you think, man? Yeah, I'm definitely coming in on the under on this game. Both defenses are really good, and both offenses shown the potential to struggle. The Bears just really don't give up much of anything, and without the Rams have, having the uh, reliability of a running game to kind of – Win a dirty, ugly, knockdown, drag out, drag out fight. I really think it just favors the Bears. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of fading most guys in this game, but one guy I will start is uh, Jimmy Graham. That's kind of the best matchup in this game, and they got to have some way to move the ball. And he's been playing well, and he's been really solid for Nick Foles. Uh, Jimmy Graham's looking like the Jimmy Graham of old, uh, at least uh, to some to some degree, and he's getting the red zone looks. And then on the Rams side, I think Buster Screen being a smaller corner gets matched up with Cooper Cup, so I think Cooper Cup has a bounce back. But outside of that, I'm not sure there's a whole lot to get excited about in this game. Really low-scoring game. I think the Bears end up 6-1, and one, and the Rams are further muddy up the NFC West. Yeah, you know the one thing that I think about, uh, Nick Foles, I'm with you almost 100%, Tom. I don't like him one bit. But Nick Foles used to play for the Rams, and there's a weird element there that – uh, the same thing when Foles matched up against uh, old Super Bowl opponents, and you're just like, whoa, Nick Foles has got that weird thing. So it wouldn't shock me to see Chicago win this just because of that. But otherwise, I think L.A. wins this. I would probably go the under. Bearsty's excellent. If they can somehow shut down the Rams, I like Monty. But if they can't shut down the Rams, I don't really want much of this game at all. But if you can see the Bears D corral up that Rams offense – they're going to start feeding Montgomery to try to put the game away behind that big offensive line. and They might be able to do it. But for me, this is not a fantasy-happy place for anybody. No, not at all. You talked about his ability against you know, ex-Super Bowl you know, contenders they faced, stuff like that. I mean, his best game this year was against the, the man, the myth, the legend, TB12, quote-unquote, the man that's 0-2 against Nick Foles, 
and two and zero and not shaking his hand after the game, right? Nick Foles still only put up eighteen points that week. Even when he wins the game, which he's clearly been doing at five and one, fantasy just is not the topic of conversation on the night. He's you know, he gets a couple of touchdowns, but they're running the ball down the field or getting turnovers to make it a short field. That's what he relied on in 2017. That's what he's relied on every time he's successful, apart from one season with Chip Kelly where he had a pretty solid year. Uh, but beyond that, Nick Foles just isn't the guy. Man, Ryan, you're about to get us into a lot of spat talking because I see you over here messaging around with these things. And I see your name up in here. My name has not been up in there. It's a lot of smacking going on. A lot of trophy smacks. My dogs, they're wild outside. They're getting wild. And apparently there's probably a cat out there right now. But guys, trophy smack, great affiliate to be a part of. Commemorate your league winner in the best possible way. At Trophy Smack creates custom trophies and belts with a free ring, with free engraving and shipping. Now, when you order a trophy and per- or purchase a belt using the hashtag code, promo code, I'm sorry, belly up. I'm going to put it right here for everyone to see. Trophy Smack promo code belly up, guys. Super awesome trophies. Really good sizing. And they just look really good. They're really professional. Use them for your leagues because we are for the Ryan St. Jude Belly Up Bowl. Take us away with our new updates for the week. Yeah, let's throw some shout-outs y'all's way. Starting off with Jamarcus Russell, we got Cast 316 at 5-1 with 717.18 points. And our weekly high scorer was Iams Man, Connor Air, 141.72 for Jamarcus Russell. We move on to Key Johnna Carter who not only has the highest score of all divisions for the season, but this week has the highest score for the week. We have Good Time Junkie still undefeated 6-0 with an 832-68 high score. That is leading the all divisions. And then our weekly leader this week was Philly Tusak with a 169.6, which is significantly the highest score of all divisions. This was a weird week. Moving on to Lawrence. 94 points and won my game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of ninety point wins. It was very strange going through recording all that. I was like, this is one of the strangest weeks I have seen as far as volume of scoring was down. Uh, let's go with Lawrence Phillips. We have Brejio, B R E H I O, five and one with seven hundred forty six point eight four points. Our weekly high score was Ethan W George with a one thirty four seventy eight. You're going to be seeing some one thirties in the high scores this week. Let's move on to Pinto's division. Money Manzel. We have R-V-I-B-X-R-K-L-V-N. They say it's Raider Clan. Raider Clan. That's what it's for. Uh, That's his team name as well. He's 4-3 and in first place with a 771.1 score. And our weekly uh, high score is GD Jesus, 510. Uh, New York Wolfpack is his team name. He scored a 137.94. Moving on to Roberto Aguayo. We have Russ J, 75, Killer Cardinals. At five and one with a seven forty five eighteen total score weekly, we have a belly up Houston W fantasy to Khalil a Mockingbird at one fifty nine sixteen for the high score there. Uh, Ryan Leaf, we have another belly up fantasy person. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. 
Kevin Wilson. Thank you for commenting, brother. Yeah, there you are in the comments. You are 5-1 and one with a 746.04 total score. That is first place in your division. And weekly we have Ryan Mackey. I like him because his name's Ryan. Ryan Mackey, 25, with a 147.52. Moving on to the boss, always love shouting out Matty Leo from uh, overseas. He has 5-1. Yeah. yeah, I love that guy with a 771.8. Shout out to the Ryder Bowl guys. Our weekly high score is Diamond Mike USA with a 137.88. Diamond Moving Mike my Ryder Bowl division, and him and Bobby Cables talk way too much trash. But it's okay. Uh, there's no such thing as too much trash. <laughs> Moving on to Tim Couch division. We have YI094463 or Fresh Prince of Hell Air. At five and one with a seven twenty nine forty eight, and the weekly high score is TK Legacy at one thirty nine seven eight. Moving on to my division. Good job, Troy. I have been waiting for this all season, so I'm moving on to my division. Uh, First place at the moment is Smoke Wagons. Team name Smoke Wagons. Another undefeated team, six and zero with a seven fifty six ninety six. And this week's weekly high score is Ryan Hicks sixty three or the Texas Wranglers. With the 138.98, got to love me some A.J. Brown. Moving on to Tony Mandarich, even though I don't want to move on, is J.M. Bone 19, El Padrino. He is 5-1 with a 791.62. That's a powerful name, bro. Weekly, Cod's Crew, a 138.64. Trent Richardson, at video game, 6-0, still been staying at the front of that uh, division for most of the year, 769.64. And weekly, we have Antonio D91, one fish, two a fish. About time for two to come in at 138.62. Last division, Troy Williamson. We have Sorry Julio at 4-2 and two with a 788.16. And we have the weekly high score, Falcon Griff, 24, at a 149.62. That gets all of our first place teams and all of our weekly high score teams in. Guys, it's getting crazy now. We are moving on to week seven. Everybody is legitimately still eligible for the playoffs because of the wild card setup and the points position we have. So don't give up if you're 0-6 and you are last in points. You can literally make the playoffs. Just make some moves. Read our stuff. Listen to the pods. Make your moves. Let's do it, guys. Guys, before we end off the show, um, everyone who's listening, everyone who's part of the Belly Up Bowl, everyone who's watching, Make sure you go to our Spotify page or iHeartRadio or Apple Music page. Go subscribe, like, leave us a comment. At the end of this month, we are going to draw a name out of probably either my hat, Tom's hat, maybe Ryan's shirt or underwear. I don't know what he's going to wear on his head. My underwear has to happen. Okay, of the underwear. Okay, we'll use the Manscaped underwear and draw a name out of Ryan's underwear, and that person will be receiving a... I would write the big box out of from Manscaped with the lawnmower three, everything that we received, right? So go make sure you like and subscribe our stuff on these podcast listening apps because some lucky winner at the end of this month will get a huge Manscaped box. And you and your significant other will be so much happier. Uh, I swear I'm running my 40 like six minutes faster. <laughs> Plus, you guys get to have your name on a piece of paper in my underwear. On his head. Like, on my, yeah. Exactly. We'll read it out live, too. It'd be so awesome. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's what we want to say, guys. Also, thank you for everyone who's stayed in for the 90 minutes to watch us. Everyone who's 
listening to us, commenting. We really appreciate it. We would not be here without you guys. Uh, you're really what runs us, and we're happy to do it for you guys. So hit us up in our DMs. If you got our numbers, call us, text us whenever you want to ask us your fantasy football questions. Um, I guess, guys, I'm Chris Pinto. Follow me at AggieCapaSig on Twitter, uh, on Twitter as well, at the uh, at Belly Up Fantasy Twitter account. You can find me there. Um, these other guys are a little bit more harder to find, but their knowledge is great. Tom, where can they find you at? Uh, make sure you follow me at Belly Up Tom. Like I said today, trying to hit some hot takes. Trying to, I, I felt like I was lacking a little bit these last few weeks. So I wanted to step it back up. Um, Got to do it with the Hoff, Hoff and Pepper, right? Um, you know, two quick things real quick. Bye-bye, little Fitzmagic. I don't know if y'all watch Parks and Rec. Bye. If you don't, go Bye. do it now. Fitzmagic, right? So uh, if you have a chance, pick up to a not a bad bench spot, especially in some deeper leagues, uh, anything like that. And Antonio Brown time might be coming up soon. Might be worth picking up. Mm-hmm. But at Belly Up Tom on Twitter as well as at Belly Up Football. Make sure you're following us. Uh, Ryan. Uh, at Real Ryan Hicks on Twitter. Uh, still working, be kicking out my uh, fantasy micro report tomorrow. Just almost finished it before I got up here to do that. Still keeping everything on the Belly Up Bowl live. Guys, if you're on, if you're in the Belly Up Bowl this year, we just figured out a way with Sleeper to start a channel so where I don't have to post all of these shows and all of the standings and everything to all 12 divisions every time I can just put all of the info into this big chat room that we're making hit me up on sleeper or Twitter and I can send you the invite. This is going to be a fun way for us to talk smack to all the other divisions to get everybody up to date on what the standings are, where we sit, uh, where we are moving forward. So if you're in the league, make sure to check on sleeper. I sent an invite to all the leagues for that channel and that's where you're going to be able to find all the scores all of these videos with the shout outs are going to be moving to there. So I don't have to spend so many hours a week copying and pasting it into all those divisions. We appreciate you, Ryan. No, I have a blast, but I'm excited about this channel because let's get some smack talk going guys. I'm impatient for it. I'm not ready for it because I'm only scoring like 90 points. And that's okay. <laughs> Billy. Yeah. Melvin Gordon uh, silenced my smack talk for the week right now. I got running back issues. So we'll see how that goes. Who um, doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> Follow me. Oh, God. Be with you for got your weekly starts and sits. Uh, shout out to Scott Davis, big 10 nation, baby. Uh, Michigan state got a big game against Rutgers. They should handle them well. And, uh, and uh, Tate Travis, the underwear comes with the package. So make sure you get your uh, name in the drawing. We'll get you your own pair of underwear, man. You don't have to take Ryan. So, Check but you can out. have it if you want it. <laughs> He'll take them off, send them right to you. Yeah, I'll do it live. We, I could, I could probably talk Ryan into sending you his. But if you'd like your own, they come with the Manscaped package as well. So, yeah, get get in the drawing with us. All right, guys, man, it's been great to have you all. Thank you, everyone. Obviously, who's been watching and commenting and just follows us, uh, Michigan and. There we go, Billy. There you go. Michigan, Minnesota State, big, big 10. Dream big, right? Big 10, it means more. You just got to dream big. It doesn't mean more just yet. It means but, most, actually. <laughs> guys, it's always been fun. Uh, I'm going to let y'all go. I'll see y'all next week. And 
everyone win their matchups, right? It's the goal. Yeah. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.